Welcome to the Stillwater America podcast. We sit down with the amazing people who do life in our community because we believe every story should be told. I'm your host, Les Nevertheless Thomas, your hype man, your game day host for Oklahoma State University, and I'm sitting down with the amazing Elaine Zanotti. Before we jump into this conversation with Elaine, will you please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review? It will mean the world to us. Elaine, how you doing? I'm good. How can I not be? I'm, I'm jazzed. <laughs> Let's go. I your am. Jazz yes, I am. You yes, jazz I up. do. Yeah, one of my friends, one of the <laughs> former players at OSU, uh, that's what he would say. I got my jazz up, you know, yeah. when he was hype and ready. But I live on 10, so let's go ahead and fly high on 10 today, right? Let's you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so let's just start. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself, just a, a brief okay. overview. Well, I, yeah, when you talk about... Um, Stillwater America, and you talk about people and their stories, I am always amazed. I don't think any of us ever think about the fact that we have a story. Yeah. But we do. There's a reason why we're here at mm. this moment. There's things that have happened. Absolutely. And as I think about my life in Stillwater America, um, I grew up in Stillwater, moved there when I was seven years old. My dad worked for Oklahoma State University, and so that's what brought us to Stillwater. Um, grew up there, graduated from high school. Went to Oklahoma State University, graduated from there, and then okay. uh, moved away, came back. And so I'm kind of full circle back in Stillwater. But those things that happen to you along the way yeah. um, make you appreciate the community that you live in. And so um, I'm going to look forward to, to talking about my journey and kind of where I'm at now. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm excited about this interview because we're going to get people like through you. We're going to make sure that they can hear and see everything that they need to know about Stillwater America, right? Great. And so, um, okay, so how did you end up in Stillwater? So you said your dad was a teacher professor at OSU. How did y'all end up in, at Stillwater? You bet. Well, my dad um, was uh, in agriculture, plant and okay. soil science. And Boom. so he got a job offer to come to Oklahoma State University. And my um, both my parents come from farming families up in North Dakota. Okay. And so my dad was the first in his um, family to go to college yeah. and graduate with a degree. And so um, he kept it in ag. And so we had an opportunity. He's, his first job after completing all of his schooling was at University of Arizona in Tucson. So that's kind of where I began life. But okay. I remember my memories start in Stillwater, quite honestly, when I moved there when we were seven. So he got a job there, and um, my life began in Stillwater. And we had, uh, you know, my mom was a stay-at-home mom um, yeah. for the most part, um, grew up going to Stillwater. One of the great things about, I remember being a part of a family who worked with the university setting is the diverse diversity that we were um, uh, introduced to. Okay. Um, it, you know, we would go to my dad's functions on the, on the campus. Yeah. Um, my parents were very much about being involved in your community and volunteering and being active and present. So you're aware of all things that happen within your community. So I love it. I'm blessed that my parents kind of started that seed with yeah, me. Yeah. They helped like shape you who Absolutely. you are today, right? Absolutely. To be exposed to that at a young age. Yes. Now here's the thing in my mind, um, going from Tucson, even though I know you were seven, mm -hmm. but to go from Tucson yeah. to Stillwater, America, yeah. Yeah. Like that's a that's a big change. It right? is a big change. So were you okay with it, or were you too young to even like really notice a difference? You know, or? I think I was too young. I okay. was going. I was going to finish my second grade year, so I, I I think I was too young. I can tell you there was a difference in my parents. My parents growing up on farms in North Dakota to go to Tucson, Arizona, that was a huge metropolis to them. And so mm. I think coming back more to the Midwest and coming it. back to Stillwater, it I, them of home. yeah. I mean, it's funny what you can. What jogs memories that you don't normally think about until you're asked certain questions, and then yeah. it's like, wow, yeah, I I do remember that. I think there was a sense of 
calmness and the, okay, we belong here. And okay. you always hear the story in Stillwater, it doesn't matter who you ask. Well, we were just going to stay here for a few years. We were just going to be here for yeah. school. We were just going to be, and now here we are. 20 so many years, years later. later. Yeah, you're still and there. And you can lump us into that, into that category too. It's some about the atmosphere and just the culture that's in Stillwater. I mean, like everyone feels like family. Yes. I know it's a college town, but yeah. you know what? It doesn't feel like people are in and out. No. I mean, I've even spoke with many college students who end up, I'm not going to say stuck because it's a great place to be, yeah. but they end up staying in Stillwater. So it's just something about it. When you see people, you just feel like it's family, right? Well, you hear, you, you think it's a cliche, but it truly isn't. When people say, what is it about Stillwater? It's the people. The people. It is the people. Yeah. And, and um, you hear that when they visit the college campus and they say, we, we chose Oklahoma State University because everyone was so friendly. They made us feel like we yeah. were at home. Um, family, same with the community. Um, and it's not because we are small. We're yeah. not a small town. Yeah. I think it's just because many of us feel and believe that Stillwater is truly the best place to live. Well, I mean, it's something that was created before us, yeah. right? Yeah. Like someone put that into motion they that, you know to. what, this is going to be mm-hmm. a town or a, a city of love and yeah. a city of just like family. Yeah. So I love it. Okay. So, all right. So what were some of your fondest memories of Stillwater uh, around that age as a teenager or just as a kid? What were some of your fondest memories? You know, I was a very shy child. Okay. Extremely shy all through elementary school. Um, and then in seventh grade, that is the year, sixth and seventh grade was the year you could choose electives. Okay. And so I remember bringing my enrollment sheet home for my parents and they said, you will be taking speech. And okay. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, oh my no. gosh, they are. Get they up in hate front of me. people. What? I cannot believe they're making me do this. Yeah. And I have to honestly say, the moment I took that first speech class, Marsha Mason, if you're if you're listening to this, um, she was the speech teacher, um, and kind of followed me up through junior high and high school, and mm-hmm. um, she truly became a mentor teacher. She changed. Hmm. She truly changed the trajectory of, I believe. I mean, I haven't stopped talking probably since. I, I don't know if my parents regret nah, this that's decision a good thing. or not. I mean, there but, we go. Uh, that was a huge um, confidence and just um, being able to speak clearly and, and articulate feelings that I just didn't have the ability to do beforehand. So, so yeah. that, that so I that's probably one of my my greatest memories. Um, in well, because Stillwater. that I mean that impacted your life, like you Absolutely. said, it changed the trajectory it, it, of your life. It totally changed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so did y'all live in town or on the outskirts with land or? We actually lived on the outskirts at the time. Now it's part of, we uh, on the southwest side of town. Okay. Um, and my parents built a house. There we um, go. They couldn't find a house they wanted to buy, so we decided we were going to build. And the neat story about that is my parents believed in giving Oklahoma State University students a chance. So there was an architecture student who was, I guess, fifth year yeah. architecture, had not graduated yet, but... They worked with her, and she wow. was the architect for the house. Come on, somebody. And uh, she is now, um, her, her first name is Jackie, and I'm trying to remember what her, this was 1977. Shout out to Jackie. I know. And yeah. Jackie has now become a successful architect, but Come my on. parents' house was the first, first house. So she learned how to get that contractors. That never changed. That no, was the first. No, that was the first house. Yeah. And my mom uh, it still lives in it to this day. So okay. it's, it's so, um, yeah, built a house. Uh, but I think what I remember most about growing up in Stillwater is um, the sense of um, neighborhood and the sense of community. I mean, I remember my mom, my brother and I, I, have a younger, I had a younger brother who was yeah. two years younger than me. We'd go outside and we'd play all day. It was, bye, mom, I'll see you, you know, and then you came home at dinner. And yeah. you ran the neighborhood, you rode bikes, you were yeah. outside all the time. It was just, that was what we did. And um, to this day, the neighborhood that, you know, they still live in, I, I can remember, you know, I ran every creek, I ran every, Yeah, you know, so. let me tell you something, like, 
You know what? I think part of the reason it's hard for me to lose weight in the fall <laughs> and the winter is because at least one out of three visits to Stillwater, yeah. or I say visits, feel like I live there. Yeah. I eat a hideaway. Well, for those of us who have grown up in Stillwater or went to school in Stillwater and moved away, when we come back, the three places we go, Brahms, uh-huh. Hideaway, Sonic. Come I mean, on those now. Those are the Shout three places. I mean, yeah. We need one of them to sponsor I, yeah. this podcast. Shout there out to Brahms, <laughs> Sonics, Hideaway. If y'all listening, go ahead and sponsor That's this podcast. Right. Stillwater America. Absolutely. You're getting a shout out on the very first podcast already. But I do. I remember um, Hideaway Pizza was, yeah, that was, yeah. And we didn't go out to eat very often. You know, okay. We didn't have a lot of extra money growing up. Yeah. And we certainly never wanted for anything, but, you know, my parents were very careful, and so we would go out to eat only on special occasions, and that's, that was when we could have pop or, or colas. That's what we could yeah. have. Yeah, y'all caught a cola. Yeah, col- yeah. <laughs> I've so. never understood, like, when people say, uh, when they go to a restaurant and they say, I want a Coke, but they really, like, want a Sprite or a Dr. Yes. Pepper or something. Yeah. Like, how does that work? I, like, <laughs> I want a Coke, but what I really want yeah, is a, it's a Sprite. <laughs> Sprite, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, do you remember the first time you ate at uh, Eskimo Joe's? I do remember the first time I ate at Eskimo Joe's. Well, I laugh because when I was growing up, um, it is the, oh, I want to give out a shout, the, the clothing, the OSU clothing store that's next to Joe's right now. Uh, for peak sake? Or, no, the one in between. In between? Uh, uh, end zone or something end like zone that? End zone. I think, yeah. Okay, yeah. End zone was a dance studio. Oh, it was? And okay. I took dance there, um, but Eskimo Joe's was then just a bar. It did not have food at that point. Yeah. And our parents instructed us to stay inside the dance studio because it was dark after we, when we had dance at uh-huh, night yep. and we had to be picked up. So Joe's was not it, what it was. Yeah, what it, it yeah. started um, serving food when I was in... High school, I think. So I do remember the first time I had some cheese fries, and you just can't go back after you have the yeah, cheese fries. Yeah, the cheese fries. So, one, yeah. one thing I was told about um, with Eskimo Joe's is they got the name because um, they felt like they served the coldest beer in Stillwater. Well. Yeah, because it used to be used to be able to drink at 18. Uh-huh. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they raised it to 21, and they yep. called it Eskimo Joe's because they said, we got the coldest beer in town. Well, that has served them well, hasn't <laughs> yeah. it? I mean, it's it been has. wonderful to see... A business like that go from the bar that your parents would say, wait, in the dance studio because, yeah. it's, you know, to, oh, my gosh, that's where when you come to Stillwater and visit, that's where people go. They want to and eat the cheese fries. And not only Stillwater. I yes, see shirts in, in California, over. Florida, yeah. wherever. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I wonder how's that working. Like, I, I've seen them explode outside of Oklahoma. Yeah. And, like, as far as I know, this that's the only Eskimo Joe's, right? It is. You know? It is the only Eskimo Joe's. The yeah. only thing they have kind of different are the clothing stores. So they'll open up pop-up yeah. shops for holidays and things like that. But So high school. Yes, high school. Stillwater. Stillwater High School. High school. Class Tell of 1987. 1987. Tell us about yes. that. Tell us what was high school like. Oh, my goodness. High school. I was telling someone earlier that I my high school years, I had a very close-knit group of friends. And we would spend weekends actually rotating at one another's homes. Our parents would be there and have mm-hmm. potlucks. I, I call this old souls. Maybe we were old souls. <laughs> um, but we, I, I just, high school years can be the worst or they can be the best. True. And so I true. have to honestly say, for me, my high school years were just, my friends were were fabulous. My teachers there were, were great. So I had a good time. I don't ever want to go back, but yeah, 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 I, yeah. I really had yeah, a the- very good, very good high school Um high school time and my friends were uh were very key to that and we were uh 
friends with everybody. I mean, it was just a, uh, we were just a solid group. I, yeah. I can't, and we still connect to this day. Really? In fact, I have That's a, what I'm talking about. a group of girls that we ran out, ran around with. And when we turned 50, three years ago, we vowed the night we graduated from high school, that okay. when we turned 50, we would all get together in life, no matter where we were. And we really? did. We got together three years ago in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. And we are getting together again in the next month to, to just um, reconnect. And we're, we live in different places. I'm the only one that's in Stillwater. Um, one's in Salt Lake City. One's in Minneapolis. One's in uh, Tennessee. And one's in Boston. How cool is that? Yeah. So, to make a, an agreement with each other yeah. that, you know, we're going to, when we yeah. turn 50, yeah. we're going to get together no matter... Well, and what's That's, even funnier is we've we've all kind of kept in touch. That's when you appreciate social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, that, yeah, yeah. for those purposes, yeah, but yeah. it's not like we talk every week or do you know we're that ingrained. And I know when we all got together, kind of that first night, um, we thought, is this all gonna, is, is this going to really jive? Are we really going to get along? Is this yeah. you know we haven't all been together in a long time? And it was it was just it was really good. Maybe once you reach fifty, you suddenly realize you know it's just life is precious and absolutely. friendships are precious. Yeah, absolutely. True friendships. Because so. you can you know. New friendships are new. Like you know, yeah. we met today. Yeah, we're new friends, right? Right. right. You you can't you can't recreate Mm-mm. old friends from back in the day. Right. When you were a kid from childhood. So right. like that's one thing I try to value friendships, especially those I've been having a long time. Because yeah. I can't make every friend, every person I meet now is a new friend. Yeah. I can't say this is a friend from childhood yeah. or from college years or whatever. You know. Yeah. So that's that's really cool that y'all yeah. still hang out together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, were your parents big sports people? Did y'all go to games or I, anything? Or? I remember my parents were huge college basketball. If I have okay. a memory from living in Tucson, Arizona, yeah. my family were the matching family that had red, white, and blue <laughs> okay. polo shirts on because that's University of Arizona colors. And yeah. my parents loved college basketball. Okay. So I grew up going to college basketball. There we go. Football and all that, not not so much baseball, any of those. But we had, t- we had season tickets every year to go to – the basketball games. And yeah. so I remember going to those and my mom who is normally just, you know, even keel doesn't, I mean, at those basketball games, um, another she, side, oh another person. Lord, there, yes, there was, I was just like, <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. like mom, you never raise your voice like that's this a, at home. <laughs> that's right. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it just, yeah. Uh, so going, going to the college basketball games were, were a big deal. And then my parents, neither my brother or I were, um, sports people when we were in school. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's kind of where going to the college games was kind of my parents' opportunity to participate in that. So Yeah, so I know your parents loved the nineties once uh oh you know when Eddie Sutton got here and all that then they absolutely. I know they I mean, because Gallagher Arba is a yes. place to be when yes. it's rocking. Well, I mean. and to be able to say you went to every game from I think we started going in nineteen seventy nine mm. all the way until I think I think my dad stopped, I think they stopped getting tickets maybe in, probably right after Sutton left. So we're talking all those years. That's a longevity. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about, you said 1979. So y'all were there like when the building transformed and everything. Like y'all remember when it was just two levels. Yeah. 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 Lived through all of that. That's one thing about, I mean, you know. I I know that other schools try to talk about their basketball or whatever, but I mean, it's nothing like GIA. You know, I mean, that's why we call it rowdy. Bring the rowdy. That's right. It's so rowdy and yes. loud in there. Yep. I mean, I love it. it. There is a a um, electricity, if you will, that happens when yeah. you get a bunch of people in there that are just excited and yeah. supporting. And, yeah, that can't be duplicated. 
So you went to Oklahoma State University. So you went from Stillwater High School to Oklahoma State University. I did. I, I took a detour for just a little bit. Okay. I was det- I was going to be in the fashion world, Les. Okay. I was going to be there we the go. next I mean, you're, you're fashionable fa- right now. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> so I, my parents my my had a lot of patience, and I went and visited a fashion school in Dallas. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, this is what I want to do. And so I was ready to sign the enrollment papers, and my best friend from high school called and she said, oh, I'm going to go through Rush. I want you to go to Oklahoma State University. And, you know, I was telling someone earlier, it's kind of like all of a sudden you you, you want this as a, you know, when you grow up in Stillwater, yeah. people will make the assumption you're going to go right on to Oklahoma State University. Mm-hmm. And there's a small part of you that wants to not do that because that's I just the you. expectation. Yep, you know, yep, you, you yep. want to branch out and be your yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my parents were going to allow me to spread my wings. And okay. so suddenly at that age when your parents suddenly say it's okay, you're like, oh, Wait a minute. I don't know if that's really what I want to Hold do. On, so, yeah. so when my friend called and said, "Oh, you know," so I I made the decision to to, to uh, stay and, and go to Oklahoma State University. Did you and rush? Get my I did rush, mm-hmm. and um, had a great time. had a had a great rush, and um, it was interesting. I lasted a year in the sorority. You did. I lasted a year. Yeah, yeah it was I just did. something that was kind of. There like... was just something that didn't fit with me, and yeah. you know, I I think. Growing up in Stillwater and in the um, university community, it's not as overwhelming for us. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important if, if uh, people are coming from out of town to have a connection. And, and I think that's where Greek life is um, probably um, definitely a part of retention for students because yeah. they need to have that yeah. connection. They need to have mm-hmm. relationships and, and need to feel like they're a part of something. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So I did and, and declared a major. I was going to be fashion merchandising. And, boy, that first year of college, I failed miserably. Really? It was just – it. I think um, – I didn't have to study really, really hard in high school, and I had good grades. Uh-huh. But I think when you get to college, one of the things that I I think has changed over the years, or at least I hope it has, is I, it is a big change to go from high school setting to college. Okay. Yeah. In the sense That's of huge. you think that, you, you, you know, all of a sudden you're responsible for your schedule. You're yeah. responsible for showing up to class. There's not mom and dad there to say, hey, you've got to uh-huh. do this you and do, do that. You got to do everything on your own. And... Um, uh, I worked, and I think it was just it was just daunting for me. So that first year was a big lesson for me. Yeah, but you know what? It helps create who uh, you are. It did. I mean, it it did. helped create you, right? I, I, I look I at mean, my junior, junior journey through college, and I was not on the four year plan. I was not on the five year plan. Yeah, I was on the seven year plan. He was on the seven year. I think my parents cheered the loudest of any parent when I finally graduated. <laughs> from I changed my major three times. I yeah. took a break from school, moved yeah. away um, yeah. to Southern California, and did some things. And so I really think they thought this girl yeah. was not ever going to get her act. But together. check this out. Guess what? You finished yes, though. You I did. finished. I did. And you know, I. I think you it is finished. so true. It is is so true. When you find what it is that you're passionate about, yeah, then you 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 love it. You'll work as hard as you can to to meet your goals and, and do what you can. So yeah, I always tell young people to um, chase purpose, not paper. Yes. And so it's like chase what you love to do in life versus yes. trying to run after money. Absolutely. Because money will only satisfy you. It's like temporary, yeah. right? Yeah. After that, you'll feel empty and like, what's next? So purpose yeah. is like that thing that yeah. brings fulfillment. So And purpose can can bring the money along the way to Come some on. degree because yeah. you can then support yourself and do what you You can. Come on. Do, Just so. because you're chasing purpose don't mean you got to be broke, right? That's exactly Get that right. money. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's I love exactly it. I love right. it. Okay, so... Yeah. Yeah. So college, you, you graduate. So finally graduate, yeah. and um, I graduate in December, and I get married in January. Okay, wow. So I it was a, uh, um, yeah, and so my life changed 
quite drastically. You know, you're in college, and then you get married. And mm-hmm. um, my husband and I moved to Dallas, Texas for the first year we're married. So, um, so by the time I was 24, I lived in Southern California and then started Dallas, Texas. And so two very large metropolis areas compared to Stillwater. And okay. loved it, loved loved the different opportunities. Um, but for a girl from Stillwater, Oklahoma, who was used to be shy and trying to find her way and all that, it was life learning. Yeah. You know. So we stayed in Dallas for a year and decided to come back to Stillwater. Um, and uh, he pursued his graduate degree, um, master's. And mm-hmm. so we lived in Stillwater, bought our first house and kind of did that. And so what, I, did you do? what did you do I then? I did my first real job at Meridian Technology Center. So I've kind of come full circle. Okay. I, and when I say first real job, I mean one that had the salary and benefits and, yeah, and all yeah. that. And so I worked as a single parent displaced homemaker coordinator. And okay. my role was to help those individuals, mostly were women, although I had a few men, that were suddenly widowed or divorced and were now the, the main breadwinners of the family. And okay. so they were going back to school and they needed to figure out life balance. So you're going to school. How do you get your bills paid? How do you get? So I was the counselor for that and, and absolutely loved it. So that was a, a wonderful opportunity for me. So then you fast forward. My husband graduated from graduate school and uh-huh. got a job with American Airlines. Okay. And so we moved then to Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Chicago. Shawtown. Yes, exactly. And yeah. I absolutely love Chicago. To this day, out of all the cities I've lived in, if I could choose one besides Stillwater, Yep. Chicago would be it. It it's, is still, every time I'm being it's cold. Is it cold? Well, it's you so know, you, you learn to live with the cold for the rest yeah. of the year. Okay, I got <laughs> you. Yeah, but you love it. I did. You know, it's still Midwest, mm-hmm. um, without the busyness that I felt in Southern California, in Dallas, and then we moved actually from Chicago to D.C., Washington D.C. Okay. So it's just a different uh, life pace. Good food. Yeah. Oh, oh the my food. gosh. Yeah. The food. Yeah. I mean, that, that alone is is enough to you know um, keep alone. me there. So I mean, we love great food. museums. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Great exactly. museums. But, so, but give yeah. me the food. Yeah. 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 So now you're back in Oklahoma. Tell us how you ended up back in Oklahoma. Well, fast forward. I was away um, from Stillwater. My husband and I lived away, and we were yeah. living in Washington D.C. Okay. And my degree ended up being in early childhood education, so family relations, child development. Yeah. And um, I was working in D.C. for a national association. Mm -hmm. And the dean of the college um, where I graduated from called me and said, we'd love for you to come back and speak to a class of what you have done with your degree. Kind of an alumni type thing. There we go. So I came back, spoke to the class, went back to my office in D.C. And um, my dean called me and said, I... Have you ever thought about fundraising? Would you like to come back to Stillwater and fundraise for the college you graduated from? So in your presentation, you must have like showed that the dean saw something in you that where well, people... for the girl that first year of college almost flunked out. Okay. Um, changed her major three times. Got you. Finally found that my love was working with um, young children and the elderly. Okay. That was my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of what I had... I had been a, I'd been a teacher. I had been a child care director. I got into um, accrediting early childhood um, centers. I just had kind of run the gamut with early childhood and okay. believed in that. So I think she just... My story of that. Yeah. Kind of... She was like, we'd love for you to come back and, and fundraise. And so I... Um, hung up the phone and on the drive on the commute back yeah. home in DC with my husband, I, I said, I have the opportunity to go back to Stillwater, Oklahoma and fundraise. And the beauty of what he was doing at the time in the airline industry was as long as he was near an airport, he could, he could commute. Oh, okay. So he said, you know, for all the times you've moved from me, let's move back to Stillwater. Okay. And Here his family had been ended up in Tulsa and my parents were still in Stillwater. And so, yeah, so it was a win-win. as we were, yeah, they're aging. We thought let's, let's get back. So we moved back in 2005 and okay. I started fundraising for my, 
for my alma mater. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes, so, yes. okay, wow. So what was that like? Tell us about, like, fundraising. What was that job like, you know, what's some of the details? You of know, it? I have always told people, I, you know, you laugh. If you've ever served on a committee or you've ever served on a board uh, and someone says, okay, we got to raise money and people are like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. that. I will so do whatever. Mean. But, you know, yeah. but I always tell people because that's you, you can be a good friend raiser, fundraiser if you believe in what you're raising money for. Let's if you go. are passionate about it, I, you don't have a problem. If you don't believe in something or you're not quite sure about it, mm. it's very, very hard. That is good. And one of the things that I figured out in fundraising for my college was a lot of my um, alumni were married to people who graduated with an ag degree or a business degree. Okay. And so for me, it was about getting couples to sit down together and talk about what could be your gift as a couple together. So it's not about just singling out one or the other spouse. It was like, what, you know, what, what, what did you, what do you like? And I found too, that I didn't have all the information I had to, I could, connect them to Oklahoma State University, but I had to get a faculty member or somebody that had a connection to what they, what they okay. were passionate about. I yeah. listened to what they were passionate about. And if I found out that it wasn't my college, then I would refer them somewhere else because in gotcha. my mind it was about connecting them back to Oklahoma State in the yeah. way that they felt most comfortable. So, so you didn't just me, go for the big millionaires. You were like, hey, I'm going to no, talk to you. Yeah. No, exactly. That's right. yeah. Exactly. Um, and I think there's, uh, you know, a lot of times we forget that um, – Keeping that connection alive from the moment you graduate until, you know, a lot of t- donors don't like to be t- uh, called when they make their first million if they haven't been called before. Oh. And I don't blame them. Oh. I don't blame Say them. Say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> Say that again. Donors who make their first million don't want that first call then. They mm. want to have that relationship all Let's the way go. through, whether it's a dollar yeah. or a million, because I think that's the connection. That's the. You know, um, and I've always said too, just because you have money doesn't mean you need to feel to give. That's not, that's not the, that's, you have to be passionate about what you're giving to. People need to send donations in for the information you just gave. (laughs) Like that was worth a million dollars, right? But if you didn't call me before I had that million, don't call me now. I just, I don't think that's fair. Nor (laughs) should the assumption be because you have money, you need to give. I think it's about relationships and about finding where people are passionate about. And that comes naturally. And then the giving starts and then the. So, so yeah, so, I, I did, I did, I, I, I love doing it. And one of the things about moving back to your hometown, college town, when you, you are in your mid thirties and you're sitting at Eskimo Joe's and you're trying to have a conversation mm-hmm. and you have to say what a million times, a million um, times, a million times, because <laughs> you can't hear and it's nothing against Eskimo Joe's. It's just yeah, where it's you're just at loud. in life. It's, it's, hey, it's um, fun. People there. And fundraising for a college that had a lot of, um, uh, alumni that were in the wine industry. We came up with the idea to open up a wine bar in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Okay. So Zana- the thought and the and the creation of Zanotti's Wine Bar happened um, in 2008. Downtown. That's you? That's me. <laughs> okay. When we were talking earlier, it didn't click. It didn't click, It yeah. just hit me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Okay. So we decided to open a wine bar, and I think people thought we were crazy. I'm yeah. passionate about downtown. Yeah. I believe downtown to be the heart of any community. I love it. And... Um, it was at that time in 2008, just not a thriving area. And so we came up with um, creating Zanotti's Wine Bar and utilized a lot of help from alumni that were that are in the, the wine industry. Yeah. So Zanotti's opened their doors in 2008 and haven't looked back. It um, in, the, in between that time, my husband and I, we divorced very amicably. Mm-hmm. 
he moved uh, back out to California. And so I tried to run it and still work a full-time job. And it just wow. wasn't. I, I'm an entrepreneur to a certain extent. But yeah. I, you know, and realized I had taken it about probably as far as I could take it. And mm-hmm. so we had some, um, uh, a couple, uh, Drew and Constance Williamson, who own Meditations. They bought Zanotti's from us okay. and asked if they could keep the name because it was yeah. already name recognition yeah. and all that. And so it's hard for me to believe that it's 14 years old. But they have taken it to the next level and just done such a great job with it. So did Naughty come from Zanotti? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think Naughty just came just from, just because it rhymes, it. that people are trying yeah. to figure out how to pronounce yeah. that, that name. Yeah, so, I, I love yeah. it, though. It yeah. goes with it. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a really tough question. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. So what changed in Stillwater? You got there when you were seven, mm-hmm. like physically, streets, buildings, university, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anything about downtown what changed from when you arrived that you can remember mm-hmm. as a as a teenager mm-hmm. to when you came back in 2005 okay. to now? Okay. So in 2005, yep. what changed from the 80s? Yep. And from since 2005, what's changed in 2022? Well, I can remember as a child growing up in Stillwater, the big thing for me, Perkins Road okay, was a dirt Perkins. road. It was a Hold on, it was hold a on, dirt hold road. On. Hold on. Yeah. So there you gotta understand, country, yeah. like, you yeah. know, there I was didn't, no I business. Didn't Tell yeah. me. There was no Perkins shopping centers. Road, Perkins one of the main road. roads in Stillwater yes. was a dirt road. It was a dirt road. Come on. And Hall of Fame where Mexico Joe's and all that, that yeah. was not a road. It was a um, had a putt putt golf course. It had a trailer park. Wow. There was no road. It was it so what? that was yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's so what this is about. That here. Was, yeah. So then um, they had made those changes when I was in and then Boomer Lake, there uh, that did not have a sidewalk around it. It was Which not, I don't understand why it's called Boomer. Lake, yeah, but that's another I know, conversation. That's a whole other conversation. Yep, we need to do a yeah, petition exactly. to change that. Yep, yep. And so those things changed while I was growing up. Those the, that okay. st- the community started growing. Yeah. Um, we had some manufacturers come in: Armstrong, Swan, um, Mercruiser manufacturing okay. on that side of town that that warranted streets to be paved and yeah and, and yeah more, more money moving, yeah, more money more came into the city in. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that I, that is a, you know okay um, when I moved away. And then came back in 2005. I think what I I it was it, it was the beginning of the growth of Oklahoma State University. Okay. But it was also I think the beginning of Stillwater's leadership, thinking that they didn't need to be just a bedroom community to Edmond, or to Tulsa or Oklahoma City. They didn't want to be those communities, but mm-hmm. I think they thought you know we have we have a wonderful university. We have the career tech system. Yeah, we can build on our community, and so I yeah. think that kind of began this wonderful opportunity to to really think about Stillwater and growth and then the university just exploded you had yeah. Burns and Ann Hargis come on board and you mm-hmm. had gifts from Boone you had other people give yeah and then um Boone oh, really challenged people absolutely to give. you know because one thing about him just to kind of drop an anchor there is um I remember at his celebration at GIA it might have been in, in Greenwood I think that's who it was that spoke about that he challenged people to give while they're alive. Because right. he said, if you give after you're gone and your name is on the building, like you can't see it. Right. Like you missed the whole thing of right. seeing the fruit of your labor. Right. So she said that when like everything changed with the giving, when mm-hmm. he challenged people to give while you're alive so you could see the fruit of your labor. And it's yeah. not about ego. I think it's her not, message not was, all. it's not about so you can see yourself, but it's about so you can truly see the impact that your gift has yeah. made on uh-huh. a person 
a program, the students, a building, everyone, yeah. a, you know, the whole the whole process. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. So that, I would probably say that was – and then from 2005 until now, it has just – downtown has, has just – has grown. Um, mm. I think the, the campus is – the buildings are, are amazing. Yeah. Um, I think we are seeing. I, I serve on city council as well, and so I okay. think you. you um, there's leadership that believes that Stillwater, as it continues to grow, hopefully we'll put some things in place that will help future councils and future things down the road not mm. have to deal with what we're dealing with now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the the challenge that you get into is you have people who want Stillwater to stay the way that it's always been, and I think okay. that's like that way with any community that starts to grow. Yeah, they don't want. They don't want change. They don't want, but yeah. they also want those things that that come, that with, come the with the change. change. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so yeah. it's learning to balance that you don't lose your community feel and and being friendly and, and yeah. having the people, but then also making decisions that you know will help grow your community and continue it to be successful. And and that's you know that's important. So you're on the city council. Um, tell us about that. How long have you been serving on the city council? And What's your, what does that look like? Like, what is your, I, I don't, I wouldn't say job description because uh, you're volunteering, right? Right. But yeah. I would say, like, what is your duties in that position? When I, when we sold the wine bar, um, I realized to myself, okay, I have grown up in this community. I have owned a business in this community. I have um, gone to college in this university, but I have no idea what it takes to run a city unless mm-hmm. I didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I actually uh, got onto city council. I thought I want to try city council, but it was a perfect timing for me in the sense of um, the city council had just had an election for mayor. Okay. And the person who became mayor, Gina Noble, was already on council. So that left a vacant seat. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, instead of running an election, they just appoint someone to yeah. finish that term off. Okay. So that you don't have to pay money to do an election. So I thought, you know, I can, if I make it and I'm appointed, I can just finish the term out. And if I don't like it, then I don't at least have to, you yeah. know, do it. But if I really like it, then I'll, then I'll run. Yeah. So, um, gosh, I think there was 10 or 15 of us that actually, um, we had to do a little speech in front of the council and talk about why we wanted to be on city council. Yeah. And I was fortunate that they appointed me to finish out her term, which was only six more months. So okay. I did it wasn't a long period of time. So this was back in 2015. Okay. 2015. 2015. So, December of 2015, I had to had to um, file to, to run, and no one filed against me. So I hadn't okay. made anyone mad in those. They was six like, months. "I'm not." Yeah. She's been here since she was seven years old. We think we bleed orange because it we went was. to the university, but she's been in Stillwater forever. I'm it not running against me. So um, the at that time we changed the terms are four years. And so mm-hmm. um, I did my four year. I did four years, and then um, ran again or filed again in 2010. No one ran against me again. So I've never run a campaign. Okay. Knock on wood. So that's I that's mean, probably good. Come on. I, I mean, could. I could. My term is up again this December, and my and I could do another term. But I will complete when I complete. It'll be about seven and a half years, and I think I'm I'm good. Gotcha. It has been interesting to be any type of a politician at a local, state, or national level. Yeah. Um, that's a challenge. Over the last three years with with COVID pandemic, but when I first got on council, we had the homecoming tragedy. Ooh. So we dealt with that. Yeah. Um, and then wow. um, the the pandemic, and right now there is um, there is a lot of division and a lot of anger. And I always thought I love serving at the local level because I can look people in the eye mm-hmm. who I'm serving and say, yeah. know, here's why I'm doing this, or here's you know. 
Um, but it has been very challenging because I think we are, there's a lot of anger out there for a lot of reasons. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Life um, has just been yes, a challenge for so has, many people. It has. But the purpose of city council in the Stillwater area is to help make policy and um, decisions that help make the city better. Mm-hmm. And then we hire a city manager, a city attorney, and a city judge to help make those things happen. Okay. Gotcha. So we're all about, you know, so policies, whether it is in regard to how we deal with utilities, how we deal with um, people who want to develop, yeah. what are the policies that go in place for that, to recycling, any of that. Yeah. We make the policy for that. Wow. So and everyone works together on trying to... It does. And the council, the, the current city council is probably the best we've ever had um, uh Two of us grew up in Stillwater, graduated from Stillwater High, See? and moved away and came back. And Come so on. you can't um, take that away. I mean, that's just a that's a love for your community and a passion for your yeah, community. Um, absolutely. And I have absolutely loved serving on city council, but I am embarrassed to say what I didn't know. I mean, I really didn't understand how a city ran and yeah. operated. And so I encourage people to, to really pay attention. And, and I'm not, there's I, two sides to every story. I have learned yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would think that that's probably the norm for most people. We look at a position and we always have our idea of how something should be ran yeah, or what decision yeah. should be made. You know, I mean, like sometimes the people on the sidelines are the loudest, right? Yeah. And they don't really understand. And like you said, when you got in a position, you didn't really fully understand right. what comes in that position. And man, and I think that's probably most people in our politics, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think when you when you tie it into what we're doing this morning on this podcast, as far as how it relates to Stillwater and and um, my community, is I think about all the big things that have happened in my life. Um, yeah, good childhood, graduated from Stillwater High School, struggled <clears> in college, <throat> got married, got divorced, opened a business, ran city council. My foundation has been this Stillwater America and Let's Stillwater go. community, and. Yeah. Some days have been really good, and some days you just think, oh, my goodness. That's, it's like anything. You know, nothing is ever um, positive or nothing. I mean, you learn from yeah. the hardest moments of your you life. You learn from the bad just absolutely, as well as the good. Absolutely. The bad but, teaches you, and the, the good you yeah. celebrate. Yeah. But sometimes the good comes from the bad that happened, Abs- right? <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. All so, right. So um, city council. Yep. Um, what are you doing like full time now? Like, uh, what's your job? Are you I have always stayed with Meridian Technology Center. In fact, I, I, I fundraised for Oklahoma. I moved back to Stillwater in 2005, fundraised uh-huh. for Oklahoma State University, opened yeah. the wine bar in 2008. And then, um, the superintendent, Doug Major, um, became superintendent and he was the one who hired me my very first time at Meridian back in the Oh, in the wow. 90s. So he hired you the so first time. So he hired time. me the first time and then came back and said, hey, I have this position. And owning a business and trying to work full time was a lot. And yeah. so that was a good fit for me. And I remember Burns Hargis saying, well, if you have to leave, it's keep that wine bar open because we need to have that going on. So yeah. um, uh, he blessed my, my leaving and I, I started working for Meridian. And the best way I can describe my position is I am um, community relations. Okay. Meridian is made up of 10 sending schools. That's the career tech system. Um, we are a technology center. Yeah. And um, we have 10 sending schools, so high schools that come and, and um, participate in our district and, mm-hmm. and attend school. Um, we work with businesses and industry in all of these districts. Guthrie is one of them. Okay. And so I am um, active and present in those communities and kind of the bridge. If people think about training they need, whether they are a student or yeah. a business, I'm kind of the bridge that gets them to the right person at Meridian to, to do that. And so okay. it's my role to be active. This last year, we opened a second campus in Guthrie. 
Okay. We call it South South Campus. Yeah, um, I think so I've been to that campus. Good. Well, I have yeah. been over that um, now, and so just kind of getting that. Logan County is the fastest growing county in the state of Oklahoma. Really? And so we were very. I wonder, I wonder if a guy named Hetty has anything yeah. to do with that. <laughs> that could be. That could it be. Might, you know. <laughs> but it's it. So it's been neat to see Meridian grow, and um, Stillwater is so blessed to have the career tech system a solid public education system and a uh, university system all located within, you know. Okay. It's, it's a, there's, we are definitely an educational town. Yeah. Well, I love it. So now, um, you know, I'm sure the, the, we talked about food, how we like food in Chicago and yes. D.C. I love the E.C. Yeah. food, too. So, <laughs> I do, right? too. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the food has boomed, you know, in, in Stillwater I mean, even since I started coming here in the late 90s, so, like, when you go to Stillwater now, outside of Hideaway, mm-hmm. is there a place that you say, I mean, I like to eat there? You know, I really, <laughs> I love, um, I'll back up to say, one of the one of the things that we get the most as city council is, why do we have so many chicken places? Why can't you get another fast food and all that? <laughs> yeah. And, and it, 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 when you live in a college town and you realize the, the most people that are eating out, it's college students. And so yeah. that's what drives that yeah. to happen. Um, I, you know, I, I'm a kind of an equal opportunity. I love... Um, I, I go and get some cheese fries at Eskimo Joe's. Uh-huh. Um, I, I I love the Chinese food. We have some great places in in Stillwater for that. Yeah. Um, I am uh, Brahms Sonic. I mean, I I run the gamut. I like the state room. I like the Ranchers Club on campus. Oh I think yeah, it that's depends good. They got some good steak. On, you know who you're with, and and I think what we are finding is is that we need to have restaurants that it's not about. Um, it's just the food. It's about the atmosphere. Atmosphere. And because people are wanting to gather again, and they're wanting to, to have conversation. It's not Especially just there since to eat COVID, and go. Yes. Right? It's not just eat and go. It's what 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 is the experience that yeah. you're going to have? And so you're seeing a lot of these um, newer restaurants open up that kind of have a different kind of vibe or venue, and they're very focused on that. Yeah. It's yeah, a way yeah. to gather. It's not just to go quick eat and, and leave. Yeah. So, One yeah. thing, uh, I remember someone telling me uh, – you know, if I wanted to be a millionaire to sell chicken, you know, so like when someone says to you, why we keep getting chicken, 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 it's because it's bringing money into That's the <laughs> city of Stillwater. You better be thankful for that fried yes. chicken. Well, and one yeah. thing I learned being on city council is zoning. Yeah. And so if something is already zoned a restaurant, we don't have any control. We can't tell someone you can't. Yeah. You can't open up a chicken place. We already have too many of them. They're yeah. going to just have to figure that out on their own, or they'll thrive. It's, it's one way or the other. So what you're right. If chicken's what sells the most, then that's probably going to be the most restaurants that we have. So Hey, there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, this past year, you know, we uh, had Bedlam, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in Stillwater. Yes. America. Yes. And uh, the school down south, we beat them. We did. Like, how, how did you feel in that moment? I mean, like, how did you, like, how did you feel? I think it was November 27th or the 28th or whatever, a date, you know, a, a date that I won't ever forget, you know. Yeah. In fact, you know, Warren the Cowboy was there, you know. Yep. He's become yep. crazy famous. And Absolutely. so how did you feel when we beat OU? Like, were you, like, a person that's, like, you know, rub it in or are you just happy or, you know. You know, we, we have a, the, the mayor of Stillwater and the mayor of Norman. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of started this little thing back and forth with, oh, with okay. each other, and so um, that's good. I, I think I'm always happy when when we we beat the the school down south, without a doubt. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I'm not a rub it in. I'm not a you know. Yeah. I um, the people that irritate me the most are the fans that didn't go to that school. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so there's a lot of them. They're the ones that, that get the, you know, if you have a legit reason to be excited about that, I think that's great. But yeah, yeah. I I know that it there is a um, it helps Oklahoma State University when we do that. Because, yeah. you know, we're kind of always seen as the you know, younger, they, younger brother, yeah, or the younger, you know, call, yeah, so when yeah. we have opportunity, that's because they only want to consider football. That's exactly we right. All we have sports, other, yes, yeah, we, come on now, yeah, you know, yeah, so, but that's part of growing up in the Midwest too. Yep. It's absolutely. Football's, football's the, football's the deal. So yes, I have to say there was a huge smile on my face when we, we did yeah. meet them. Yeah. So, um, um, as we come to an end, Elaine, that's like, I would like for people that's not in Stillwater, that's listening, um, you know, let's end it with giving them a reason why they need to visit Stillwater America. What would be, you know, a reason why you need to come visit Stillwater? Even though, you know, you might think it's this a certain amount of hours away from you or, or whatever. Tell them why they need to come to Stillwater America. Well, I'm going to first say the people. We the will, people. We will greet you and, and welcome you with open arms. But I think if they're you want to They're not greeting you in Chicago yeah. and D.C. <laughs> no, I'm they're sorry. Not. That's, they're not. That's exactly right. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> I think if you want to have a cultural experience, we have a wonderful McKnight Center. We have a wonderful thing on campus. You can go see a play or a musical. Yeah. If you want to eat a really good plate of cheese fries and enjoy that atmosphere, we have you know Eskimo Joe's. We have, um, we have, a one, we have wonderful museums. We have an art museum downtown. Um, we have a Stillwater Art Museum, if you're interested in knowing that. Mm-hmm. We have an amazing um, uh, botanical garden um, yep. that um, people can come see. Uh, we have a wonderful Payne County Expo that hosts more events than I can even count. Um, the fair is coming up in a few weeks. So yeah. for people who say there isn't much going on in Stillwater, America, they need to visit the website, visitstillwater.com, and see everything that's going on because we have a very healthy um, realm of activities to do. Well, I super love it, Elaine Zanotti. Thank you. You know, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. I've learned so much, like, just (laughs) sitting here, right? Because, I mean, I consider myself to bleed orange, but I didn't know Perkins Road was a dirt road, right? it was a dirt road. I didn't know there was a uh, mobile home uh, place. I mean, like, just, I've learned so much to... Because when I look at Boomer Lake now, I'm thinking that that sidewalk has been there forever, nope. right? Nope. So, um, well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And um, everyone that's listening or watching, be sure to like, share, tell everyone about this amazing Stillwater America podcast. Let's thank go. You. My name is Les Nevertheless Thomas. It's been amazing and a pleasure to serve you. Thank you. <laughs>